0: everybody and welcome back to Pace the Nation. Broadcasting from Studio 1A in Clarendon. I'm your host Chris Farley. Back again for episode 24 and to my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up?
1: We're in the middle of a storm right now. <laughs>
0: I know We are broadcasting in the middle of the storm. Hopefully the mics aren't picking it up.
1: This is it- like what I thought the hurricane was gonna be like.
0: Right. This is... This is what we felt like the night of Ragnar. Did it rain this hard this during hard. Ragnar? Can okay. I chime in?
2: To my left is William E. Dox. Dox, what's up? Maybe you can answer that. Yeah, this is what it felt like in the middle of the night while we were at Ragnar. Also, I feel like with the intro music, we're in a video game. That's <laughs>
0: that, that too. Uh, she's gotten some confidence with her intro music because Because one person
2: (laughs) liked my music last week a lot of people like i thought it was a lot you know what i say one person who speaks up that's a hundred thousand people who didn't that's right so is that what you say i didn't realize something like that
0: well uh big show today uh uh, of course as always i excited to have maggie smith on the program today she's uh a really uh an an inspirational runner she's a local runner here who has an inspirational story that she's going to tell so we look forward to talking to her about that we also have the tweets of the week and i call this a big announcement a big announcement to go along with the big show to go along with the big show and we'll start with the big announcement drum roll please I'm excited to announce that the new manager of our Navy Yard store that's opening October 21st is going to be none other than Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, congratulations.
1: Well, thanks, guys.
2: Congratulations.
0: I don't really
1: feel like that was a big reveal, though. Is it
2: is it the same <laughs> Joanna on our show, or is it the Joanna no, Russo that lived in the town next door to this Joanna? <laughs> no,
0: it is, it is the same Joanna who is uh, sitting across from us right now. Or is it the Joanna
2: Russo from Italy?
0: No. Oh, she, my old Facebook friend? Yeah. She did tell us in the pre-show meeting. I don't know how this came up. Well, actually, I do remember how it came up now, but that there's only six Joanna Russos.
1: In the U.S. census. In
0: the U.S. census, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you find that through like some of your librarian work, or how did how do you go about finding that information? Yeah,
1: well, that was back when I worked at the library, but the census information is available to the public.
0: Well, I'm sure now that you're, this po- podcast has gotten so huge, there'll be Joanna Russos, there'll be some like Joanna, you know, someone who's got the last name of Docs. Mm-hmm. They'll name their daughter first name Joanna, middle name Russo.
1: Is that why your parents name named you Chris? No,
0: no, no. I was I was Chris Farley before there was a Chris Farley. Just so you know. Well, not really, but I mean, before he was actually famous, <laughs> he was actually alive when I was born. But you know what I mean. Before he was famous, that started happening about eighth grade. People came up to me at soccer games and saying, "Oh, I saw you on Saturday Night Live last night." Um, but we'll talk to Maggie Smith about that too because uh, I found out today. Uh, that Maggie Smith is also a character on Downton Abbey. No,
1: no, no. Maggie Smith is the actress. Oh, is the actress. he's okay, a so, character okay, on right. Downton Abbey. <laughs> so. I'm <laughs> so glad that I'm the first of my name and that yeah, everybody is going to have to replicate me after.
0: That's true. That is, that there's, is true. There's Lucky a, break there.
2: Probably some sixth grade uh, girl at soccer practice right now. And they're <laughs> like, I heard you on your podcast last <laughs> night.
0: That's right. Well, we are excited about uh, Navy Yard, October 21st Is the grand opening? Joanna is going to lead our team there. There's going to be a grand opening event October 21st. And Joanna, I'd like you to personally invite all our listeners to that event.
1: All right. So everyone that listens to the podcast is invited to come to our Navy Yard store, 300 Tingy Street in uh, Southeast, on uh, October 21st at 6 o'clock.
0: Perfect. Um, So you can just say, Joanna from the podcast invited me. If there's any big, bruising bouncer at the door, like Mm -hmm. docks at the door. And there
1: will be snacks um, provided by Blue Jacket, but if you want to bring me snacks, that is also (laughs) acceptable.
2: Definitely. And the password is, I'd like a new pair of New Balance shoes. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure I love that password. I mean, they can buy them for sure. That's what I was getting at.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, and there will be discounts that night if people want to come and shop.
0: So what is it about, why why are you... um, because it was really your, your, you had a decision, you're you doing a great job at Clarendon, why, uh, why Navy Yard?
1: so I don't have to cross the river. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so mm. That's Virginia is, hate right there. That is a shot um,
0: Docs and I who are Virginia guys. No, mm.
1: I've gotten used to Clarendon. Um, I've told used cr- to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the first time um, I worked in Clarendon, I got lost going to Whole Foods, and it's literally like three blocks away. It, just, it literally is three blocks it, yeah, away. Yeah, it's really easy, but everything just kind of looks the same to me in um, Virginia. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, you know, I live in DC Navy yard is a really, uh, exciting neighborhood. There's a lot of good running, um, yep. around that area and, um, there's a sweet green. So it was that's true. Perfect for me.
0: There, there, there is, um, I, I think me personally, I think that everything looks the same in DC. You don't find that?
1: No, definitely not. And I can take you on a tour of DC and we'll talk about all the different styles of houses. Awesome. Um, we can talk about molding in the houses. That's also a big, unique mold mold in the house
0: yeah that's what she's talking about molding okay different
2: like 12 different kinds of mold in the house that you can find that it's growing she's huge on hgtv
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that is super exciting not the mold but the fact that you're going to be leading us at at navy yard
1: yeah so everyone should come visit uh, my staff and i Um, i'm bringing some people from Clarendon, some new faces uh, Luigi is going to be coming to Navy nice. Yard with me actually.
2: more okay. often or all the time.
1: Um, more often. Mm-hmm.
2: Your, your dog
0: is Luigi. For those who don't, I'm sure most people do know. But yeah, that's um, that's awesome. Uh, they might have thought it was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah, or something. this is the no Luigis.
2: No. It's a Mario and Luigi. Oh, yeah, okay. Super Mario Brothers, like our theme song that we started oh, okay. the show off with. I just,
0: I, I'm always kind of in the area, but I'm never <laughs> running on. <laughs> But uh, you got what I was going after there. All right. Uh, But, yeah, so uh, October 21st, uh, Wednesday before Marine Corps. So it's going to be a beautiful new store. Uh, in a beautiful new shopping district, what are some of the other? You mentioned Blue Jacket and Sweet Green. What are the, uh, some of the other stores around there?
1: Well, there's uh, also a Vita Gym, um, a Harris yep. Teeter. There's mm-hmm. an Unleashed, um, and there's wow, Luigi also will Love that Unleashed. He does uh, love Unleashed, um, yes. but there's also a lot of really good restaurants in that area as well. Um, and there's a really great ice cream place called Jubilee.
2: Okay, I'm having tro- I'm having trouble tracking where this is. Is there a uh, music venue owned by? Dave Grohl in that area?
1: <laughs> um, There is not. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. All right, of... then I know where it is.
0: Ha- <laughs> how about a huge... And we did figure out that Dave Grohl didn't. We had a... Uh, we had a fact check. A fact check tweet. No, thank in. you. Uh, is there like a huge baseball stadium close by? Oh, right. You can yeah.
1: you can see Nats Park from the <laughs> yeah. store.
0: I feel like that was kind of lost in this whole thing. Sorry, Doc. I mean, that's, that's s- a huge Nats landmark.
1: Park is like three blocks away, four go. blocks right. away.
2: So it's like... If you told me, uh, there's a store next to the Whole Foods in Clarendon. Right, right, exactly.
0: (laughs) So she'll get lost in Nat's Park, but fortunately it's so huge (laughs) that you'll be able to hopefully find your way. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a beautiful look. It's going to be a beautiful store. We are so close to being done. Uh, no. I'm putting
1: together some Ikea furniture next week. Are you? Yes.
0: Fantastic. No construction updates needed unless you have one week of construction updates, uh, Next week um, Maybe maybe you can give us an update On that Ikea furniture building And we'll bring back Everybody's favorite
2: segment Yeah For good old time's sake Yeah Maybe Can you live tweet The Ikea build
1: Oh definitely Because my plan Is to actually to have My staff build The furniture uh-huh, And then right. I'm just Going to oversee them mm-hmm.
2: Smart move I like As any delegation. good manager does Delegate Delegate Delegate
1: mm-hmm. Offer encouragement
2: Ooh I must not be a good manager.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, guys, we are uh, (laughs) excited, excited to uh, have our next guest here, who is is a real inspiration. You've read about her in Runners World, and she's got a great story of perseverance. Uh, Next, we're going to welcome Maggie Smith to the show. All right, and welcome back to Pace the Nation. Now, Docs and Joanna, we are happy to be joined by local runner and inspiration, Maggie Smith. Maggie, what's up?
3: How are you? I'm Thanks good. for joining us. Thank you.
0: Uh, you are an inspiration. I just, you know, read your story. Kathy sent me this story from from Runner's World here, uh, and you've been a Pacers customer for quite some time, you know, many, many years, and I had no idea. And I, at first I was like, man, is this, is this you? When I read this uh, story, uh, Body Double, an army soldier with a double mastectomy gets an unusual call from Hollywood. Um, so let's get right into it. What's this story? What's this unusual call from Hollywood to begin with?
3: So back in 2011, I got a call and um, I was asked to come out and be a body double for an exotic dancer in a movie produced by Jennifer Aniston, and that was the only bit of information that I got. Now, how did
0: you get hooked up with (laughs) the producer?
3: (laughs) Um, So I work with an organization called Force, and they um, have a big national capital chapter. And it's called Force because it's for uh, sorry, excuse me, facing our risk of cancer empowered. And it's an organization that focuses on su- providing support and information for women who have inherited the BRCA or the breast cancer genetic mutation. Um, and there's two types of mutations, BRCA one and BRCA two. Um, I have BRCA two, mm-hmm. uh, which puts me at an 87 percent lifetime chance of developing breast cancer, and then a roughly 40 percent chance of developing ovarian cancer. Um, and because of that, I've undergone preventive surgeries. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I've done a, undergone a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy, and I've also done a total hysterectomy. And the fact that I've done a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy and did not opt for reconstruction, and I'm young and in shape, um, Hollywood was looking for someone who could play the role or at least the physical role of an exotic dancer who had had a bilateral mastectomy and had not yet had reconstruction. And that's where I came in. And Hollywood, I guess, is the land of reconstruction. or <laughs> <laughs> And so they couldn't find anyone that fit the profile out there. And the ladies in force um, said, hey, we have Maggie Smith. Uh, Let's, you know, we'll send you some pictures of her and see if she fits the bill. And I did. So that was a lot of fun.
0: All right, so before we go too much further, Mm -hmm. um, the
2: Hollywood, the Maggie Smith thing here, (laughs) because they thought she already had her screen actor's Guild card. (laughs) Right,
0: exactly. Yeah, and I don't know how
3: many people would want to have Professor McGonagall as a body double for an exotic dancer (laughs) either. (laughs) So
0: I'm not a Downton Abbey person. uh, Joanna Professor
1: That Well, that's the Harry Potter reference. Okay, all right.
0: All right, just uh, is all lost on me, Maggie. I'm sorry. But Joanna <laughs> did tell me that, uh, and Docs knew this too as we did our pre-production meeting, that uh, Maggie Smith was a very important figure in Downton Abbey.
1: Well, she
3: still is. She's still oh, alive on the up. show. Okay.
1: Spoiler,
2: spoiler alert.
3: Yeah. <laughs> spoiler she's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> she all has right. some of the best quips too. Her lines are hilarious.
2: Well, you
0: should be a Maggie Smith expert since your name is yes. Maggie Smith. I, I'm Chris Farley, and I had to, you know, Watch Would you consider the,
1: yourself a Chris Farley? expert? I wouldn't say an
0: expert, but you know, I ha- I definitely had to know all the the Chris Farley skits on Saturday Night Live. If somebody says down by you know, the river, down by the river, do that <laughs> bit, you know, fat guy in a little coat deal um, from Tommy Boy, you know, you, you know the the regular ones. I have to le- be at least brushed up on that stuff, so I'm sure. It's kind of the same for you.
3: Yes. I'm actually quite proud of my name. No, yes. I married into it, so I guess yeah. I married well. So,
0: um, so did you end up in Hollywood like Maggie Smith from Downtown Abbey? Downtown. 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 Sorry, not downtown. Yeah. Sorry.
3: <laughs> um, so they flew me out, and so I wound mm-hmm. up in Hollywood. And the first contract that I got to sign, and probably the only one I ever will, had a nudity clause in it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I felt special, but they actually flew my daughter and I out, and we got to stay on Hollywood Boulevard, so wow. Emily really enjoyed seeing the the stars in the Walk of Fame. Um, and it was an incredible experience. I actually so another cool thing about this is the person who was the boyfriend or husband of this character that I was being the body double for mm-hmm. is marrying Lady Gaga. No way. So, yeah. So Ty- I think it's Tyler Kinney. I can't remember if that's uh-huh. the name. And then I was body double for Lindsay Fonseca. So she is, I can't remember the show she's on now. Wow. But she plays a, I don't know, kind of a special agent type person on a show now. We'll, we'll, we'll
2: Google what? That. What was the movie that you were in?
3: Um, So the movie was called uh, Five, and it was a lifetime production. And what it did was it covered the stories of five different women and their experiences with breast cancer. So Cheyenne is the character who I got to play. That's who Lindsay Fonseca played. Um, And she was a very young, exotic dancer who was kind of defined by her breasts. And her husband and her encountered... um, you know their first major challenge in their marriage when she had learned that she had breast cancer and she opted to undergo a mastectomy um, and that really uh, had a huge impact on how she viewed herself as a person because as i said before her she kind of was defined by her body because she was an exotic dancer so it's a pretty it's a very powerful story and it has Five very unique characters. Five different um, producers worked on each of the uh, stories. So, there, Demi Moore worked on one of them. Alicia Keys worked on another one. And then Jennifer Aniston was kind of the overseer of the the producer of the whole entire film. Um, and I got to go to the premiere when it was here in Washington D.C. And actually, Joe Biden um, Joe Biden's wife spoke there because she's a doctor and big on breast cancer research. Um, and it was a, it's, it was a very powerful experience.
0: Did you get to meet Demi Moore? and?
3: I did not. And I got to, I didn't get to meet Jennifer Anson Jennifer either. Hanston, okay. Um, I did get a note of thanks. Uh, <laughs> Joe for... Biden's pretty good. Though. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that, that'll, yeah. that'll be just fun. It was fun. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So this is a running podcast, obviously. So let's take us back and why running has really helped you through. So take us back through two to 2009 when you first had the, 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 uh, the surgery and how running has been so important throughout.
3: So, um, we first learned that I had been diagnosed as having inherited the uh, mutation back in May of 2009 Mm -hmm. and June 2nd or June 1st, uh, was the Zuma half marathon out in Annapolis. So that was the first and or the last, first time I did the Zuma race and the last time I did it as Kind of with the body that God gave me. Um, <laughs> and then the next day I was, I was in surgery and I came out of that. And um, I realized that uh, there was a lot of healing that needed to be done both emotionally as well as physically, because it was very major surgery. Um, my husband uh, and I had collaborated kind of on our decision making process on how I would approach the braca diagnosis. And so we were both um, confident that I was making the right choice, Patrick actually went ahead and encouraged me to do the first uh, Runners World Marathon Challenge, mm-hmm. which meant that I would sign up and kind of have a online support um, in training to do the Richmond Marathon that fall in November of 2009. So that gave me roughly um, five six months of not long of training. Not long. Had you done a marathon before? I had only done. Um, one on a whim back when I was stationed in Germany, I was mm-hmm. able to do the Rome marathon in 2007 and lots of cobblestones. So, that was yeah, a, a not one. No. so I don't really consider that right. my first marathon because it literally <laughs> took me forever to do. And it was just kind of one of those experiences that I never thought I'd do again.
1: Right. Um,
3: and then fast forward to, uh, this time, um, and I had wanted to do it cause I had wanted to qualify for Boston, um, at some point in my life. So we set myself up with that, and about two weeks after I had the surgery, I was really off the couch, Um, and one thing that prompted me not to opt for reconstruction was that my daughter was 11 months at the time, and so I couldn't pick anything up that was heavier than a milk jug for roughly a month. So about halfway into that month is when I got up and got mobile and started getting out back on um, the Mount Vernon Trail here in D.C. area, and um, pushed my recovery time um up a lot mm-hmm. i was um as soon as i started getting active it was like my body kind of took over and decided hey it's i'm ready to be healed up let's go
0: did now did people that's a huge decision not to do the reconstruction surgery did it i mean did friends and family and obviously your family is super supportive but were there people who thought wow that's that's a crazy decision was that really tough emotionally for you
3: um so my mother uh, had was first diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 12. Mm-hmm. And she opted not to have reconstruction as well. So I had kind of grown up with this idea that that was a possibility. Um, and I, it really came down to my husband and I sitting down and kind of um, one of the things that you do when you're faced with this decision to have a pro- or a bilateral mastectomy is you look at the reconstruction Construction options because different surgeons approach the methods differently mm-hmm. So we did you know some research about it We looked at our options and we kind of realized that the only reason that I would be doing it was to look quote-unquote normal in right. in clothes, <laughs> you know, because it wouldn't look normal when I you know didn't have anything on Right. Um, And it never would so we realized that we were a pretty active family and that it made more sense not to you know not to prolong my recovery process but rather to kind of just go on with life and um in kind of a modified a modified that. body. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. So Richmond was the plan. So how did the training for Richmond and how soon were you able to start training after the surgery?
3: So as I said about 2 weeks after I really started mm. getting active again um and then uh I, I worked at it. It was hard because mm-hmm. i I, I, this, um, I lost six pounds with my surgery, so i 'm <laughs> right. a little person, right. but I was not that little um, right. in other terms so right. so that was a huge kind of adjustment to my center of gravity and just kind of my running gait in general so um, you know, and that 's part of the design of this uh, marathon challenge is that you do have an online community for support, so I reached out through that interface to um, see if other people had dealt with kind of life altering um, either weight loss because that's kind of something that's similar in terms of adjusting how you run. Uh, And so the support with that community really got me back on my feet and pushed me to kind of figure out how I was going to run from then on out. And um, the training went really well. And it was incredible to feel how resilient my body was after such an invasive surgery.
0: Now, you seem just so, you know, just so matter of fact And confident in this And it's, it's It's a It's a great story And one that you don't hide behind Which I think is awesome Did running Sort of help you With that sort of confidence To To not hide behind it
3: I think Running As well as Being given the opportunity To do that uh, The stint in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, I've also um, Been to Some of uh, Force, The organization That I work for again um, Or that I work with um I've been to some of their conferences, and we kind of do um, a lot of sharing with each other in Mm -hmm. terms of what surgery options are because women who are faced with this challenge uh, oftentimes don't know anybody else that's been faced with it and therefore don't have a reference point as to what possible is, what's normal, what um, they can expect. So getting back into running um, and using running as a way to overcome kind of this physical hurdle that I was facing Uh, pushed me to kind of get myself out there and to understand that the stuff that I was facing was something that somebody else could benefit from. So, yes, in, mm-hmm. in ultimately, yes. And then um, having the confidence to get on screen and actually uh, do that in Hollywood was another way to kind of reaffirm that I had made the right choice, that what I had done can be used as a vehicle to help other women and investigate their choices. Because the last thing you want to do is say, this is what I did. This is what I think you should do. It's more, this is what I did. Here's your other options. And then just offer information, um, so that they can take a little bit from what you say and gather other information to make their own decision. So not only are you
0: trying to, so here we are back in uh, the fall of 2009, not only are you trying to, you know, finish your second marathon while well, Rome was first, but you know, uh, but you're trying to qualify for the Boston marathon. So you're not just trying to finish, you're trying to run fast, just
3: trying to finish with a capital S. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so talk about, was it,
0: was it Richmond or did you do something before, before that?
3: Um, so I actually opted to do the Marine Corps Marathon as well that okay. year um, because I felt good and uh, we were living right there. So I was right. like, "Oh, <laughs> got to do it." Um, and so I did, and I ended up running. I think 3:24, uh, and wow. so I felt it felt great, and that was just kind of the icing on the cake from that first bit of training and then i ended up running a little slower at richmond but i still uh, i still ran a, i think a 330
0: what was your time and do you remember what your time in zuma was um before i just want to know how that relates to your 324 which is a very you know super fast time under 8 minutes pace
3: i think zuma was roughly like a 145 so okay. my fitness had improved
0: you had, it really had yeah. improved wow. for because sure how good far
2: good. apart how far apart are um uh richmond and, and the marine corps
3: uh i th- i want to say three weeks because i know yeah so it's not not, a long not that part. no not that long part especially for it being my my second and third marathon now that's not much of a challenge but right back then it was so i mean i did run you know six minutes slower
0: so you ran <laughs> marine corps fast Richmond still fast, six minutes slower, still fast at three thirty. And then you had the Boston Marathon. How was that experience?
3: So it was good. But um, before I actually got to Boston, I had that. Uh, so Richmond was November fourteenth, right? I just I looked this up this morning. I just mm-hmm. don't just pull these out of my head from like <laughs> seven years ago, right? Um, but um, and my thirtieth birthday was on November twenty fifth of. 2009 and on that date I went back into surgery and had the second half of what I wanted to do and had a total hysterectomy and I came out of that feeling like a lumpy potato Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily that went away uh, relatively quickly again and being in shape, going into surgery and then coming out with a goal in mind which my goal this time was Boston
1: Mm
3: -hmm. um, in April uh, was again key to recovering quickly and recovering well and um, just feeling good So did you have training partners I didn't. I'm kind of a a solo runner. Um, I've tried to, to get more into it, uh, with other people. Um, but I, you know, being in the military, I have to be at work so early and oftentimes I have to actually participate in, um, we call it PT or physical training Mm -hmm. with, uh, my unit. And so that kind of dance, you know, makes it hard to actually commit to having a training partner but I did run with the like Sandy's group yep. at um group, when it was green beans um was it green beans Yeah
0: it was it was in in Arlington, in Arlington. Yeah. now it's
3: been good um yeah. or something yeah. um So you do the
0: early morning runs with the Pacers group there yes. yeah
3: And so I I tried to link up with them once or twice a week um, my friend Bridget Yarwood who um is coming back from hip injury but mm-hmm. She actually ran Rome with me, and I had been deployed with her. We served in Iraq together as well as Germany, and I went to my first um, Green Beans run, and she was there, and I was like, no way.
0: Oh, awesome. So, yeah,
3: that was pretty amazing to, to be able to reconnect with her. Um, and so I did that, but, uh, again, it was a struggle just because of the timing. And I was working up. I work up at Fort Meade, so I would have to leave early because oh, yeah. you know, my husband was working here. So. Fort Meade.
0: Um, so you have a <laughs> second surgery. Was there ever a thought that, man, maybe the Boston marathon isn't in the cards? two surgeries <laughs> and six months. And
3: yes, but no, cause yeah. it wasn't, I didn't yeah. really allow that to come in, uh, mm-hmm. into play. So I just kept, um, I, and again, I had to really listen to my body and figure out what my body was okay with. Um, and I felt good. So I, I went for it and had a, it was, it was a lot of fun.
0: So, talk about that. Yeah, talk about the Boston Marathon. I mean, a lot of our listeners have run the Boston Marathon or aspired to run the Boston Marathon, but everybody knows about the Boston Marathon.
3: Yes, uh, Boston. Um, so I'm from New England. So, oh, wow. and I had more powerful. Yes, so uh, very powerful. And I had actually started school. Um, well, whole nother story, but bottom line of it is that I, I dropped out of college when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I've since finished, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I was at Boston College, and I did mm-hmm. uh, you know so that's right. You run right by it in the oh, yeah. you know kegs and eggs for BC oh, students yeah. as they as you run by in the Boston Marathon. So when I was there, I had said one day you know I'll do that, um, and never really thought I would. Uh, and so I got there, and it's an incredible experience because it's a whole bunch of alpha runners. They're right. very serious <laughs> runners. There's no joking at the start line, and um, and it's freezing cold usually <laughs> in the morning and you have to wait, <laughs> I know. but, um, but it was a fantastic experience. Um, and it was just awesome to have done it, you know, less than a year after I started all of this, uh, major physical alterations.
0: What was, and now Boston isn't a fast course for a lot of people who run it. Uh, what was your time there at the Boston Marathon?
3: I did uh, same as Marine Corps. I was at three twenty four again. Yeah, it's wow. hard because it slopes down out uh, right yeah. out of the gate, so people always go out too fast. Yeah, myself included. Did you,
2: Did you want to like run with the leaders for like the first mile and a quarter?
3: <laughs> or oh or my so gosh, just... <laughs> I saw that picture of the guy who did that. We talked
0: about that on our first podcast <laughs> just to give Maggie some context here. I was just about to say that we talked about the Boston Marathon uh, twenty four episodes ago. Um, yeah, that guy ran. Like a four minute mile yeah, for the first mile. It was yeah, crazy. Something something crazy and we all had a an interesting or different
2: take on um what he was doing it for. Um, what what did you think of that? When you, you said you saw that? Uh, you don't have to comment if you don't want
3: <laughs> I was so confused and then I read that he was doing it so his kids could see him on TV. Which I get, but I still feel like that's a pretty pathetic way to, <laughs> to get on TV she to show your kids. All, we, are, we are locked in. We are locked in. It was I, a little annoying, I it think. Was, yeah. <laughs> yes!
0: I, I, I mean, I'm going to start watching Downtown Abbey. <laughs> yeah, this is so <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, that, um, I, don't I am help. so locked in with that. Um, but anyways, that's episode one. If you're interested, of course, you can uh, listen to episode one. That still is on... Uh, itunes and stitcher uh, mm. and I, well you know we were we yeah. were not our best not, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we, we didn't quite have the chemistry that You've we evolved had since we've evolved we've evolved some That's good. but we did we did talk about that uh 324 is is an incredible time did you have family and your husband and and everybody yep, my and uh, so my mom
3: was there my dad was there i think my if i remember correctly my little brother was there too uh, he's not really that little, but right, um, right. I mean, he's right. my my baby brother, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, And my husband was there, my daughter, and, and I mean, it was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: And and do you see yourself, I mean, as you run these fast times, I mean, does it even cross your mind all that you've been through or is it just, you're just a runner with all those other alpha runners out there?
3: Um, When I get, so I mentioned this to you in passing earlier, mm. but I've gotten, I've starting to segue into ultras mm-hmm. and so you know you get into the the end of an ultra and you're very tired right <laughs> it's kind of emotional yep. <laughs> so that's when it kind of creeps in and then you know then um i'll start thinking about the the heavy stuff uh but otherwise i just do it to have a good time and yeah. it's really i mean i race against myself and i I love that that feeling of um of kind of this internal competition of like oh can i best my last time and then i've, been, I've had the opportunity um in the honor of running for some of the army teams. So mm-hmm. I've done the, in 2014, I got to run for the cross country team. And then last year I ran for the marathon team and I'll run. And for that, again. I mean,
0: that's just because you're one of the faster r- runners or how does that, how yeah, does that qualifying it, uh, process work? It, essentially?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. This year I'm on the marathon team because somebody else couldn't make it, but uh, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so they, we have an all army sports um, group and uh, they, they, pick uh or accept, I guess accept applications so you kind of send your running resume in. I mean, now I know the coach. Um so when someone has to back out, I can be relied on to fill in at that point. Um but that is more of a team effort and that's kind of this all encompassing like just I'm beaming with pride out there cuz I get to wear an army, you know, singlet and uh run a race for them.
0: I mean, so you don't really, I mean, do you see yourself as an inspiration? I mean, I truly, I, 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 you know, I introduce you as an inspiration. Do you see yourself as an inspiration? Cause all that you've been through and then kind of powered through with, with running.
3: No, I, I, uh, I kind of see myself in this continuum of, or this big, mass of people who have challenges in their life and they use, uh, something that's bigger than them to get over it. Um, and to kind of push themselves to the next level in terms of both that physical but as well mental um kind of life transformation so um i had to i gave an interview for the um i do spartan races now however mm-hmm. random that is <laughs> um and there was actually a hoka guy david torrance out on the course oh, yeah. um, he's like a stud he's, professional runner yeah right? so a three or like a 340 yes. something 352 low. minute mile, mile is his right. best and he came yeah. in silver at pan am Games, and yeah. he didn't finish the course out there in Tahoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. he could not get over the swim um <laughs> so i've started doing those for the army as well and that's a lot of fun and i got to give an interview um for them and we were talking about kind of spartan is is this you know it's kind of become this place where people go who have challenges and they they do these things to to prove to themselves that they can do something that's uh, that's physically challenging, mentally challenging, and then kind of gather that support from the community that is around. Because you never really finish one of those races alone. There's always, right. like, I give salt tabs to, you know, people who fellow are struggling. Yeah, so fellow yeah. competitors. And then some people will offer me advice. Or, you know, when we were in the swim, somebody froze up, and I started yelling at her because I know her. And, you know, tried to get her to come back to life because it was so cold. Um, and she did and she finished and she was, you know, third master's finisher. So she did awesome. But, um, so that's how I, that's how running is as well. I think that, uh, I'm not an inspiration. I'm just one of those people who, who is okay talking about what I've been through. Cause mm-hmm. I think that is not something everybody enjoys or likes to do. And no, I've I, opted I totally to agree. take it that way because I, I can't keep quiet about no, it.
0: I, I think it's powerful and I'm glad that you have the courage to, you know, kind of talk about it. Um, so you've, you've transitioned, as we've mentioned, into ultras. You did 100K. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about that experience real quick. And I have just a follow-up question. After 100K and you've done, um, you know, uh, like you said, these Spartan races. Yep. So you've kind of transitioned from the marathon.
3: So, Well, I love the marathon, but I'm also – I mean, I'm 35, so I'm not right. anticipating getting that much – if any faster at this point, so I wanted something that was still uh, kind of push me in, and, and that I could set goals for. Um, so last fall I did JFK and I had a miserable experience with it. I hated. I, it. I had a
0: miserable experience
3: too. <laughs> it was horrible. Right, I'm with you. <laughs> and I think it Thank was you. my, my <laughs>
0: finally I found somebody who <laughs> had horrible. a miserable time too. Everybody else <laughs> like smoked me out there. And okay, good. So <laughs>
3: finally, all right, good. Yeah. So that one was awful, but yeah. I had already signed up for this. Other uh, Laurel in, Highlands. And
0: nothing over. against JFK. You and I probably just had bad experiences right, because right. of us. I, mean, it, I it, think it, mine
3: was fueling, yeah, uh, same, and I yeah. really didn't.
0: I love uh, Mike Spindler and those guys who put the, on the race. It's an awesome race if you ever just just as a... Uh,
3: I would like to try it again yeah, now yeah. that I okay. know. But, sorry, Harry I just wanted famous.
0: to make that uh, footnote yes. there. All right, <laughs> go ahead.
3: Um, so I did not have a good time, or did my personally I did not have a good time at that race, but I had signed up for the Laurel Highlands Ultra, um, mm-hmm. which is a 70.5 point-to-point race on the Laurel Highlands Hiking Trail up in um, Pennsylvania, right near Shanksville wow. um, with Flight 93. Um, so... I did that and I had like the greatest time ever. <laughs> I was so pumped up for 14 hours and 40 minutes that it surprised me. And it was hot and humid and I could not like I mean I I didn't think that it was going to go well because it was just so thick there. It was awful. But I had the proper fueling. I had thought through like what I was going to put in my drop bags and you know I I linked up with somebody from Philadelphia along the way and we had good chats about kind of it was you know civil unrest going on in Baltimore and Philadelphia right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um it was it was a fantastic race and that one ended well and then I went up to about a month later I went up to Vermont and did the Vermont 100k. Um and that's kind of the home area. I got to go see my mom, my parents and um and I had a blast doing that. It was uh mostly on hard packed dirt roads, which was very different than the trail experience I had had um so that offered me two new ways, or two kind of good things that in the ultra yeah. world. So I'm looking forward. Maybe the 50 miler was just too short. For me. I know. I mean, maybe that's again, all it was. I know it was. Like, I think it was because I tried to fuel it like I fuel marathons. Right. And that's I did it. the same thing. It's half. Totally. I mean, yeah. oh, not a good plan.
2: You guys should have talked before. I
3: know. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> Not after. No, we should have had this podcast years ago when I was doing mm-hmm. the, the JFK. Maybe next time.
3: And then like you said, now it's um I've kind of been turned on to this this Spartan thing. Um Yeah, you
0: got bruises on you your know. arms here. It, is well, that lots from of
3: scratches. Is
0: that from Rough house and with your daughter yeah, or is that from
3: the- um no they actually so the army has a team for the first time this year and a lot of the values that spartan tries to portray as a kind of enterprise that it's become link up very nicely with the military values so they've embraced us as a team and actually my teammate rob killian who is a captain in the um in an active duty guardsman out in colorado for a special forces unit he won everything and he kind of yeah like dark horse came out of nowhere um and that was amazing but um it's it's something that's very different than running running is something that i seem to you know you can kind of in some ways control your environment because you can run around like puddles and do all this stuff but with this you're forced to go under barbed wire get dirty and yeah yeah and it adds a whole different element to it and it's the strength is different i'm the only reason that I'm somewhat competitive is because I was a runner first. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are CrossFitters first. And I mm-hmm. think to transition from that to then going and doing a 15 mile race on, you know, Squaw Valley right. from 6,000 to 9,000 feet and romping and you know, on trails and all that is a, it's a much diff- more difficult transition. So I'm going to focus more on getting upper body strength down this year. Um, and my husband's going to help me with that. Uh, because that's really what I'm lacking. it's, mm-hmm not the not the running part, but the the strength part of it, but it's been fun I've really enjoyed it and, and you've <laughs> talked a lot about
0: how uh the army is has been so key, and you've done a lot of events with with the army did you guys have to do like regular p t tests or physical act challenges
2: or, or Obviously, I was not Physical challenges is like from Double Dare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So
3: maybe that's not right. Do you guys <laughs> do <laughs> Double Dare in <laughs> the Army? I love that show. Um, um, I was so get do you, so pumped did, when people did the physical did you,
0: <laughs> do you? Did you still have to do that despite all the surgeries? How did that work?
3: Yeah. So um, you get recovery time. So they do. Double comfort. Dare. <laughs> <I know. laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, yes. So. Not, I mean, obviously I had recovery time from surgery and you have some convalescent leave and you're able to heal appropriately and you get assessed, um, to make sure that you're physically capable or physically ready and it won't jeopardize your health to, to do the physical fitness test. But the army's physical fitness test or APFT, I mean, it's a two mile run Mm -hmm. and it's two minutes worth of doing push-ups and two minutes worth of doing Mm sit-ups and there's baselines that you have to pass. So it's, it's not a spartan race right so it's <laughs>
0: not as big of a challenge for you but though, it still makes awesome. me yeah.
3: absolutely completely nervous every time i have to do one i don't know why yeah. but and i think that's the same way for everybody i'm sure
0: you're the star of it's, the group
3: well it's because it goes on the record because if you sure. you know if you fail them then it's not good for you or your career and uh can actually put you out of the army if you fail too many
0: so health wise, you're good. And what's in the future uh, for you running wise? Are we going to go to a hundred milers? You've done the hundred K and all these Spartan races. What's next?
3: So um, health wise, I'm good. Um, remain vigilant, and I keep mm-hmm. in touch with my doctors. But um, so tomorrow, I, well, what is it? Sunday. This uh, on the 11th is Army 10 miler, so I'm running that, and then I have Marine Corps, and then my my time at laurel highlands this past summer in the 70.5 means that i can put a bid in for western states oh man wow. are you gonna do it totally putting a bid <laughs> in i don't know if they if the lottery comes up then yes i will definitely be doing it um but so that's exciting uh don't necessarily know whether i'm ready to do it sure. but because i have a qualifier i kind of have to well, we, to throw my hat in the ring
2: we all know what western states are but i think there's like a listener that doesn't so yeah I'm oh sure so that's gonna, like yeah. the yeah. oldest it's uh, not me
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> or a host that doesn't yeah, know no, looking out for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. One of our listeners probably doesn't know what that is so western state I, and so I, the spartan race i just did the championship was out at squaw valley and that's where it starts uh, and they have this big plaque that says you know this is the start of the oldest endurance race in uh, the u.s and um could be the world. Yeah, it I don't might know be the world. I'm not, yeah, um, but it's a uh, so it's a hundred miles and it's uh, through this the Nevadas the peaks and you basically you run up, but then it's got twenty three thousand feet of downhill and eighteen thousand feet of uphill. I think my numbers are either right. one thousand or two thousand off on some of those, but
2: um, doesn't matter facts are not important. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and so, so it's we'll a just big call deal. It the, the
0: oldest in the world.
2: Yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Or just so in the universe. U- universe. universe. Yeah. It's
0: a
3: big yeah. deal. So um, I don't anticipate getting in this year because no, you, the lottery is is uh, slim to none chance, kind of as with your regular Virginia or DC sure. lottery. Right. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh But it's it's fun to be able to or you know, so I'll try and pick a race next year too that will qualify me and try and eventually get into it.
0: Well, like, I, I, I hope that that slim chance comes true. It'd be awesome to see how you do out there. it be a um, lot of fun. You're, Elevation you're, will kill me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Oof, it's brutal, but
0: well, your story is, is inspiring and I, I really appreciate you, uh, you sharing it with us. Um, you know, uh, are you on Twitter or anything? If anybody wants to reach out to you, because I no, I mean,
3: but I've actually been pinged by Spartan to set up an athlete page okay. or something. So you so can find her on the. I'm okay, thinking, but it's I am on. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um,
0: so, so not the one from downtown Abbey. Not the one yeah. from Dyer,
1: or
2: downtown
0: Abbey. Abbey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think that Maggie Smith is on Facebook. No, <laughs> I don't uh, think. probably
3: not. Her publicist is, but. <laughs>
0: Uh, Because you got a great story and I know there's probably people out there who everybody knows somebody who's, I mean, even I, and I'm, I'm not a smart man, but I know people with BRCA. Um, (laughs) Now I'm getting out of my lane here. Mm -hmm. It's it it's it the, the BRCA gene. Is that right?
3: Yes. It's a genetic mutation. And, um, oh, so. Interesting point, Um, breast cancer, I mean, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it's October, Mm -hmm. so it's all pink, but I was on my flight back from Tahoe, and one of the stewardesses um, has a sister who's fighting the disease, and so she raises funds for Delta's research, um, Breast Cancer Research Foundation, and we, on our flight, we had, uh, I don't know, it was a normal flight, so you can guess how many people were on there. Sure. But she read off 55 names that people had handed in at the end of the flight, of people who had known you know had relatives or direct contact with people who are facing breast cancer, and then we raised over uh, about twelve hundred dollars just on that one flight for her That's efforts awesome. yeah, wow. so that was that was good that was good, wow. but everybody seems to have been touched by either ovarian or breast cancer, so it's a big it's a big issue
0: all right well we'll be able to find her uh, on Facebook or her Spartan uh, athlete page here in the future. And we're going to look for good things from her this weekend at uh, Army Ten Miler. Now this is going to broadcast right after, after the fact. The fact, so mm-hmm. so look up the results. Everybody's <laughs> going to be looking up your results, Maggie. No uh, pressure. No pressure. <laughs> how, how do you? How, what do you, I mean? For this short race, any idea? What do you? What do you think you can do out there on Sunday?
3: I don't know because Spartan was just this past yeah last weekend, and I'm obviously still a little beat <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> <from that. laughs> it Um I would like. To do around sixty-five. Wow, it's rolling. But more realistically, it'll be about 70. under seventy. Okay, yeah, hopefully, we'll, right. see. Well, we'll, we'll
0: see. We will see, and we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna hold you to that, and <laughs> hold you to somewhere around there. And we'll broadcast next week how she does. And um, you know, we, we we are sure no matter what you do, it'll be a great great performance. So I really appreciate you joining us here Thank today. you for hanging. me. I mean, me. it was, it was, it was finally- hard. That we finally tracked you down. <laughs> she was so busy, um, so I'm glad we were able to track Uncle you
3: down. Uncle Sam loves me. Uh, <laughs> all right,
0: that's Maggie Smith. This is Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks again to Maggie Smith for joining us on the program. Awesome interview, really inspiring story. Uh, this week is is a really inspiring show. You know, I, I said, I know
1: I'm inspired a few
0: weeks ago. I know. In all seriousness, we, not, we yeah, not to make are. light of the no. inspiring
2: story, but uh, yeah. Farley is throwing that word around. I am, and I, you um, know, I,
0: like I called one of the shows probably four or five episodes ago a unique show and i just never live anything i say on this show down uh-huh. it all comes back that's why the i participate is just to have stuff
2: to throw <laughs> it in your face but it
0: really was it was cool to to sit down with her and um she's she's very uh you know open with with all that's happened and 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 i think a lot of people who maybe be struggling with some of the same stuff that she had uh could be inspired and and could definitely relate
1: Oh, I definitely think so. I'm like, yeah. I'm definitely, she was really cool. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. She's awesome.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So thanks again, Maggie. We look forward to seeing how you do on Sunday at the Army 10-Miler and all your races uh, moving forward. All right, guys. Um, we've got a number of tweets to get into. want to thank all whoa. the loyal fans yes before we get into the tweets
1: yeah. i had somebody tell me something okay um and was it we, one of
0: our loyal fans do they tweet us
1: it's not somebody i don't think this person has twitter okay um but it is a loyal fan it's somebody that's listened to every single episode well we love this person yeah this this person is the one and only mark johnson oh
0: mark our Saucony rep okay so
1: um chris and i were just at a two-day training with Sockney. Yes, and um, and the Dan Mann group, and the Dan Mann thank group, thank you, Saucony. So this morning, Mark told me how much he enjoys the show, and he told me that um, the past two days Have been a really unique experience. <laughs> <laughs> See
0: again all the callbacks.
2: It it's out Docs.
0: There. It's your fault, Docs. Good, because you call me out on
2: these things. Uh-huh. And really hammer home. I need a purpose in life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, but the most important thing that Mark said to me is that he said that I am his favorite host. So oh, I just want to put down a little check mark on that? in that tally sheet. All right,
0: we got this studio. We're gonna we're gonna put this big poster board on the studio with all the tallies of people's favorite. Because I hosts. haven't
1: been soliciting votes or anything, but <laughs> right. I like was Farley. I was really happy to have Mark tell me that.
0: Well, thank you, Mark, it's, for listening. Michael listens too. Michael from Saucony too.
2: That's weird. I I ran into Mark uh, this morning. And, and <laughs> he told me that, uh, it's a very unique route to work. And then he told yeah. me that I'm his favorite host. Really? Mark,
0: yeah. you two timer. Cause he still said at one point I was his favorite host.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe you guys. <laughs> All
0: right. You can tweet us at pace, the nation. Uh, I, th- I believe that Mark does have a Twitter account. So maybe we'll get a tweet out of him this week.
1: Yeah. Please validate what I've just said. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, or validate what I said. We, uh, we heard from, uh, Kelly Grant, who enjoyed uh, the last week's episode about Ragnar, saying, why don't you take that peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of your mouth before you ask me a question? And she was quoting Docs, and she hashtagged that priceless. Did you say that on the show? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, and that was kind of in like one of those interviews. It was in he, the van he, after, he I moment. think, my second leg. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know that... Uh, the Chicago Marathon is is this week, so good luck to everybody who's running that. I believe that Nicholas Blake is running it. We wished him good luck last year, but also a couple other uh, podcast fanatics. Jessica Rose is running it, and she sent us a picture with her and her husband, who also is a big fan, um, and if I had his Twitter handle handy, I would uh, read his out too, but they were with Desiree Linden, who is uh, running the Chicago Marathon. And Desiree Linden, of course, is a professional runner. They're hoping for the five-second bump. Uh, I'm sure we can get the five-second bump uh, for you uh, and uh, your husband. And tell tell um, and Desiree, Desiree to listen to the show, you know. And maybe we can uh, get her a five-second. Because I think a five-second bump for her may get her into like the – under 220 or something, somewhere close to that. Uh, we heard from uh, Heather at uh, your inner pace. Uh, she said the stop no veto fantastic idea. Uh, then tagged K Daddy. Uh, you pack the satellite radio and the buggy chasers will run. So, I guess she and K Daddy are going to go for a uh. A a road trip with the satellite radio and sounds like with their kids I believe
1: didn't um, K Daddy also make a comment about how boring you make his tweet sound yeah so I I, I kind of agree with him though like maybe you could inject some voices Okay, here we go
0: I was going to just get into K Daddy so thank you for that and we heard from K Daddy today nothing more motivating than the smell of manure priceless quote from William E. Doc's in episode 23 same interview yeah the same interview as the peanut
2: butter sandwiches yeah
0: um, so he also mentioned time to increase my shine and make a move here. I love pace the nation. It is the best. <laughs> Thank you. K daddy. We love you.
2: It's a good way to get on the show. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he had a number of other tweets. I don't know if all of them were positive, so I won't read any of the rest of them.
2: All right. Well,
0: two, uh, uh mid mid pack biped. Uh, he tweeted us and he said, sound levels on 22 or better than 23. All right. Enough sucking up to Williamie docs docs. Joe. <laughs> Joe Torres, D.C., best talent. I hate that I didn't get uh, tagged in there. <laughs> uh, Kelly Grant also said, uh, nothing like a little Dylan to get you through the day. Well played, William E. Dox. Hurricane. And, Even
2: though Bob Dylan is now has a cease and desist on the podcast right. because we played that clip. Uh, it's
0: Speaking of the music, bonus points. Andy at Neon Lights 52 chimed in. He said bonus points for playing... Some sort of jam on the show. and it
1: Telekinesis?
0: Telekinesis. And he tagged them. Uh, on, and, and so he was, he was thrilled with your choice there. Um,
1: Giving me a lot of confidence, Andy.
0: Our buddy Run Washington, our buddy Jonas nemesis, tweeted in and said, uh, Steve Taylor did a few years of Fantasy XC in the mid-2000s with Kai Shai's Zach Davis. Really? So it sounds like the Kai Shai crew from the mid-2000s did... Um, some fantasy XC.
2: The fake fantasy cross-country was not so fake after all. Yeah, I guess so. All right, and finally, the Tweet of the Week from Annie Hughes. She's
0: going to get a $20 gift card to Pacers Running, and you can use that $20 gift card on October 21st. Um, She said, The only thing getting me through the constant metro delays is Pace the Nation, although I am now... The weird girl laughing to herself on the train. So uh,
2: nice. Well, now you. you're now you're the weird girl who's twenty dollars
0: richer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great way to listen to Pace the Nation when you're on the train, heading to work, or wherever you're going, um, or going home, going home. Uh, you know, so or going of, to Pacers, yeah, or going to Pacers, or going to the uh, happy hour that we're going to have.
1: Did we decide on a date yet?
0: So, I was going to make the executive decision. I heard a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. We're going to party two nights in a row and do October 22nd. Okay. So, the the night after the... Uh, the grand opening. The grand opening. Sweet. Yeah. So, October 22nd is the official date for the Pace the Nation happy hour. Uh, An I, official location? We're going to stick in Navy Yard, guys. We're going to yes. stay in Navy Yard for the second night in a row and do... Blue Jacket. So Blue Jacket, October 22nd, Pace the Nation Happy Hour. What time did we start last time?
2: 7 p.m. Uh, 7 what p.m. time did you get there? 7.45. <laughs> so, uh, here's another question. Yeah. What, are, what are we going to do so that um, the 200 people that show up for this know <laughs> who we are? Right. Because we can't get on a microphone and start talking there. Right. That what? was the mistake we made last time because our, our only, like, a small portion of the people that actually came out for the event knew that we were there for the That's
0: a good point. We probably had, as we mentioned before, probably had 200 people at the happy hour. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, well, we'll... Um,
1: Should we talk to Blue Jacket and we'll see talk if to we can Blue get Jacket. a little section? We're
0: going to come up with something. That's going to be your responsibility since you're going to be in Navy Yard this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll come up with something for next week's program. We'll and talk also about... we'll be wearing shirts. We will be wearing shirts. Uh, Not just any shirts. Pacer we'll, shirts. We'll be wearing Pacer shirts for sure
1: because i think blue jacket has a no shirt no shoes yeah i'm pretty sure it does
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure it does and docs if you can only make one day you better come the 22nd so i mean i know the day before is free and catered the 21st Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but uh, if sandwich todd is there on the 22nd it's probably going to be free and catered (laughs) as well wow (laughs) uh we got to get sandwich. That's a,
2: yeah, that's a zinger for somebody you haven't booked back on the show. for <laughs> know, a long we gotta time. we got to get
0: sandwich back on the program.
2: <laughs> When's his race? Uh, it's uh, coming N- up
0: November fifteenth. 15th? 15th. Yeah, yeah, we got
2: to we got to get him back yeah, here, gotta
0: and he's got
1: to race something in between, right?
2: Right.
0: Well, we'll we have um, we have a couple options for him. We could probably have him do the uh, have have him do the Veterans Day race beforehand, and we'll we'll track down uh, sandwich Todd next week. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Grand opening, as we mentioned before. All podcast listeners, welcome on October 21st, grand opening of Navy Yard. And our new manager is none other than podcast co-host, Joanna Russo. So, Joanna E. Russo. So, come by, say hi to her. Buy a pair of shoes. Buy I actually pair, think
1: it's the Navy E Yard. Navy
0: E Yard. Buy a pair of uh, New Bounds from her. Buy a pair of you know, Keep Mark Johnson in business so he can listen to our program.
2: <laughs> Anybody add any more dogs to their house this week? <laughs> it seems to be a thing with you guys. Um, Not me.
1: We did get a new dog in my household. You did? Yeah.
2: I just took a stab there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a nine year old mutt named Toki. Okay. Uh he's he's pretty sweet and he actually looks a lot like my dog Luigi. Um and the first day he was in our house, Luigi was pretty excited to have another dog and he showed him where all of his toys were and they trotted around the house and smelled things together. And then the next morning Luigi comes downstairs and he was kind of like, Wait, this guy's still here Still here. Right. Um so they've they've had a few scuffles here yeah. and there. Um but for the most part they get along.
0: So once Luigi realized this is not just a temporary house guest, not happy.
2: He's like, the play date's over.
0: Right. <laughs> so does the, either, the, you're, Luigi doesn't run with you, right? Neither, does either dog able to run with you?
1: Um, You know, Toki's nine. He's a okay. little on the older side. He's a pretty pretty spry nine-year-old. Um, And he's probably a pretty good runner. I haven't tested him out yet. Luigi can run. He right. just taps out at like four miles.
2: Well, I can't wait. And it's not worth you going out the front door for four miles. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he he also, he's kind of like a little prima donna, and yeah. he doesn't like to run very fast, and then he likes to just sit down. Oh, my gosh. It sounds well, al- exactly like Farley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
0: was going to say like owner like dog when she said the oh, prima, prima donna thing.
2: That, that was much better than zinging you. Yeah. I, I, I'm now, so you sorry for your... jumping in there.
0: Well, I can't wait for my dog to run because my dog is exhausting, and there's no way I'd get another dog. I love the dog. London is fantastic. Your but dog she, doesn't listen. You can be open. <laughs> she she is, man, I had no idea. Not having a dog, I cannot wait to be able to run with her. At A year I can run with her and I can wear her out so she'll be able to sleep. So That's the days I'm looking forward to.
1: <laughs> How long do we have? Another
0: oh, man. 11 months? Another 11 months. I'll be a zombie. For another 11 months. All right, Joanna, we're going to wrap this up. And you're actually going to drive to your house Docs get this so she's gonna drive Mm -hmm. so we're here at the the studio yeah we had an all day we mentioned we had an all day seminar today with Mm -hmm. Saucony and the man group and I didn't get my run in this morning because I couldn't I had to take the dog out of course
2: Mm -hmm. and that probably took a long time (laughs) right
0: so I'm gonna have you're gonna drive back to your house and I'm gonna run from Clarendon to your house so but not in the bike lane. Not in the bike lane. And it is, you know, as we record here on Friday night at uh, 7 o'clock, um, I'm hoping I can run down the mall and, and then take a left. And we don't want to tell people, that all your stalkers out there, specifically <laughs> where you live, but it's not a bad run, right?
2: Columbia Heights, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great run, and it just finished raining, yeah. so it's probably a little cooler outside. Good
0: point. All right. Well, I'm just worried about the guys with machetes. Hopefully they aren't out there today who knows
1: be prepared for maybe next show you'll have a good story for us
2: could be that's why we do things now so that we have stories for the podcast that's very very true alright
0: thanks again to Maggie Smith uh, for joining us great interview with her now you picked this music for Maggie any reason Joanna
1: Um, because the song's called Bulletproof, Bulletproof and Maggie's just such a strong inspirational person so if anyone's Bulletproof it's Maggie
0: I think that describes her perfectly. So that's Joanna. And for William E. Docs, I'm Chris Farley. We'll see you next week on Pace the Nation.